questions can change your life. Asking the right questions to the right people at the right time can be the difference between stagnation and tremendous forward motion. This is the 5AM Miracle, episode number 375, The Bridge to Your Destiny with Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. Good morning, I am Jeff Sanders, and this is the podcast dedicated to dominating your day before breakfast. My guests today are co-authors of a new book called Ask, The Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. Mark Victor Hansen is one of the best-selling authors of all time, known for co-creating the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series. Crystal Dwyer Hansen is a business strategist, entrepreneur, speaker, author, and founder of Crystal Vision Life. And now here is my interview with Mark and Crystal. Thank you. Crystal and I are delighted to be with you, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. So happy to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you both today. It should be a lot of fun. And I just want to give our audience a bit of a background on the two of you first before we get into the book today. Uh, so give us a bit of your history, a bit of the background. I know the Chicken Soup series is definitely a major marker here, but go ahead and, and fill us in on the gaps. Okay, well, what happened is that Jack and I started Chicken Soup. Uh, 144 publishers all said, hit the road, Jack. And I said, look, it's okay if you don't like him, but I'm a nice guy. Jack's great. Dr. Canfield's brilliant. Anyhow, we had fun with that, and uh, we finally sold it. Our agent fired us, so uh, we had to sell it ourselves. And since then, we've sold a half billion books, and, and uh, it literally is in a world-around phenomenon because chicken soup is what your mother or grandmother gave you if you're sick to get well. And Jack and I thought, oh, my gosh, the America's sick. And the soul of America is in trouble. But what we didn't realize, the soul of the whole planet was in trouble. And that's why, you know, we sold a half billion books. And since then, um, I've been part of a written 312 books. And, and uh, they're rocking like crazy, including the newest one that Crystal and I wrote called Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. Yeah, that's an, that's an excellent uh, background story. I know I, my family definitely had copies of the Chicken Soup books uh, in our house growing up, and I think it's an amazing thing to be able to, to talk to you guys today. I think there's a lot of, of value here in terms of the angles of, of personal development and goal achievement, and that's really, I think, though, what we're going to discuss today, digging into your book. Um, you just mentioned it there, Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny. I want to get the backstory here on this particular book. Um, what do you think is the real reason for writing this book now? So, um, you know, I'm a transformational life coach and clinical hypnotherapist. And, you know, Mark and I are just so privileged to meet so many wonderful people around the world. We literally travel all over the world teaching and training. And we started to notice a trend. You know, um, most people are smart, talented, educated or not, but just have so much potential. But we notice there's a, you know, there's a group of people that are falling short of their potential. And, and there's a group that are actually achieving the great achievers, the super achievers. So what was the main difference? If it's not talent, if it's not ability, because we'd look at someone and say, gosh, this guy's so smart, so amazing, so interesting, so charismatic. He could be running a, a company, he could own his, be the CEO of his own company, but he's barely getting by. What's wrong? And we discovered that that really boiled down to one thing, one major thing, and that is your ability to ask in life. What we discovered is you don't get what you deserve in life. You get what you ask for. And as we started peeling this apart and looking at our own lives, we realized that at every juncture, um, when we had difficulties, uh, adversity, problems, the only thing that got us out of it was being able to ask the right questions at the right time in the right way to pivot 
and to create something so much better out of where we were. So the idea was born and we just got so excited about it and ended up um, interviewing 26 different amazing people, have some amazing stories in there and the principles of the book. Um, it's just changing lives right now. We're getting letters are pouring in every day and people are saying, oh my gosh, this is just what I needed right now. Especially at this time during COVID where everyone is in flux a little bit. There are so many, with so much uncertainty. This is the time where we need to learn to ask the right questions. Yeah. So in terms of that idea of asking the right questions, where do you think this has played out in your, in your own lives? Because obviously with the success of the Chicken Soup series and lots of other you know achievements you've had, I'm sure that you had this some, at some point along the lines of asked these kinds of questions of yourselves to, to move yourself to the next you know, level up. So how does the ask you know idea and concept, how, how has it played out for you? Perfect question, Jeff. So 1974, I thought I was a little superstar. I'd had been seven years with Dr. Buckminster Fuller, Einstein's best student, 15 doctorates at Harvard, a brilliant, brilliant man. And I was building $2 million a year with the geodesic domes in New York. I was building the Wall Street Racquet Club, Botanical Gardens. But then the Arabs said, we can write checks so big your banks will bounce. And I'm reading the New York Times at the wrong time because they said all the bad, all the news fit to print. But for me, it was all the bad news because news is predominantly what's going wrong, not what's going right. And I polluted myself so fast. I, I This is what I was saying. You've got to ask the right question to the right person at the right time to get the right result right now. And I asked the wrong question. I said, what if I go bankrupt? What if I go bankrupt? What if I go bankrupt? And I checked a book at the library, How to Go Bankrupt by Yourself, and I crashed and burned. Later, I see it's my best, worst experience. But for six months, I'm sleeping in front of another guy's sleeping, uh, sleep in a sleeping bag in front of another guy's room and freaked out and scared of everything. And then all of a sudden, it came to me what I want to do. And I said, well, wait a second. What I want to do is I want to talk to people that care. I asked myself, what do I do, God? And I said, I want to talk to people that care about things that matter that would make a life transformative difference. Well, a miracle happened. I went downstairs, talked to my roommates, and I asked them, I said, hey, guys, I got to ask you, is there anybody that's young, that's not a lawyer, not a doctor, not a celebrity, a Broadway star, or a famous person that is out speaking and making money? And to the miracle of miracles, one of my roommates said, yeah, there's this kid a few years older than you. He's out in Hawpaw, Long Island, New York, talking to all of us real estate people. I asked him, I said, can I have your ticket? Because I'm not in real estate. He said, yeah, I don't need to go. Here, you take it. Well, I raced my little $400 peated window, permanently air-conditioned Volkswagen out there, was mesmerized for three hours, and the guy turned around my mind, turned around my heart, my soul, and my thinking, and I went up to him afterwards and shook his hand, and I asked Chip Collins, can I take you to lunch to learn how to do what you do? He said, look, kid, the chance you make it is one in a thousand. You're not going to make it, so I don't think you ought to waste your time, but if you're going to buy lunch, I'll let you ask anything you want. Later, he said, stay out of my business, real estate, and you do life insurance. Well, I did a thousand talks a year the first three years because I had nothing else to do but do little half hour talks. And people kept saying, man, you tell stories that are so good. Do you have them in a book? So I did a little book. My first book was Stand Up, Speak Out and Win. And the little audience of six people in the little insurance agency to 50, I was selling almost everybody in the in the audience because I said, this isn't a New York Times bestseller. It's not a national bestseller, but it's my bestseller. And I ask you to take one home. And, and they all bought it for $10. I sold 20,000 copies, Jeff, made $200,000, tripled my income. And, you know, I was off to the races. And that's what I'm saying for everyone right now. They got to ask their inner knower, what is your destiny? What is it you want to do? 
right? And and that's what led to Chicken Soup for the Soul and, and writing storybooks that, you know, have now sold, as I said, over a half billion books and still rocking in movies and everything else. Yeah, it's an impressive story. I think that one of the things you just kind of mentioned, this idea of, you know, can I take you to lunch or can I have your ticket? Like you're asking those kinds of questions that really lead to the, that next step up for you. I think that the first like thought that I'm having when you're telling the story is that I would feel the sense that lots of people, myself included, are apprehensive to ask those kind of questions. Like we're scared to lean into that, you know, that destiny of ours. Like what, how can we overcome the, that sense of, of failure or the sense of fear that comes with the, the ability or the, the willingness to ask those questions? Right. Well, you know, um, we talk about that in the book, Jeff. We, we actually have something called the seven roadblocks to asking. And what we discovered when we did this research for the book is that all of us carry at least one of those roadblocks, if not more. And it's super important to address if you're going to have a successful journey, um, whether it's in you know your relationship life, your career life, your health and wellness, and even your life purpose. So those seven roadblocks to asking are unworthiness, which is just conditioning from our childhood that tells us we don't deserve better. Um, naivete is just, you know, we're unaware of po- what's possible because it wasn't encouraged in our childhood. Um, we, or we grew up with limited possibilities. You know, um, I tell a story in the book about when my daughters were very young, they were born 16 months apart. And this, we had this Filipino woman who would come every day and help me take care of them. And she was lovely. And she'd make these great dishes from her home country. And one day she shows up with this mango and, um, or a, a fruit and she cut it up on the plate. And handed it to me and, I, and it was so delicious. I go, what is this, Melda? And she said, it's a mango. And I go, this is the best fruit I've ever tasted. How come I've never tasted a mango before? And where did you get it? Thinking she probably imported it from the Philippines. And uh, she said, I got it at the grocery store. And it made me think, oh my gosh, I've been walking past mangoes my whole life because I'm naive. I don't even know they're there for me. What else am I missing? that I'm walking past every day because I'm naive. You know, I grew up in Idaho where there are lots of potatoes, but no, no mangoes. But what else am I missing in life? Am I passing by people that could be my next best colleague, my next best business partner or client, or my new best friend, you know, or other opportunities that I'm passing by. And so all of us have some type of naivete and it is a big roadblock in our lives. And that's the curiosity piece where we need to start being more curious and asking more questions that lead us to more opportunities and more answers. Um, The next roadblock is doubt. And, you know, that's just sort of that gray zone that so many of us live in where we're just not sure how to ask. Um, You know, it's, it's just, we kind of mull over it and go, well, that didn't turn out the last time. So I don't think I'm going to do it. And it's just kind of a miserable way to live in that, in that doubt zone. Um, The next one roadblock is excuses. And I think we all know people like this, those people that are just have this stubborn pride. They make excuses all the time not to ask, you know, I I don't need help. I can figure this out myself. And you're like, oh my gosh, do you need help? (laughs) (laughs) But they just refuse to do it. And and they make excuse after excuse. And so, you know, we we all need to look at ourselves and see which of these roadblocks fit. Um, The next one is fear. And that is just that terror of rejection. Human beings have a hard time with this. And I think it's because we all have this deep need to be loved. And when we're, when someone says no to us or we're rejected, we feel somehow like love or approval is being taken away. And so we have some incredible stories in the book that just help walk you through how to 
you know, we're going to have fear sometimes, but you need to step on that fear and crush it and keep moving forward because the outcomes will be amazing. And we can talk about some of those stories, but um, the next one's pattern paralysis. I mean, how many times in your life, I think all of us can relate to this one a little bit where we get stuck in a pattern and we're not questioning it. We just kind of get paralyzed by our own pattern. And you might know someone like this who's, you know, done the same thing last week, last month and last year, and they're going to keep doing it the same way next week, next month and next year. And it's not working. Uh, It doesn't work at all, in fact, but they're they're paralyzed um, in their own pattern until you sit down with yourself and take the time to question it. You know, is this working? What am I doing? And it's those tough questions that you ask yourself that are so important in that situation. And then the next one is disconnection of the roadblocks. And I think this one for me is the saddest one of all, because this is where people become disconnected from the dreams in their own hearts. And it's sort of that state of apathy or hopelessness. And unfortunately, we're seeing a lot of that right now with what's gone on with the pandemic and, you know, so much change and uncertainty. And so Mark and I are saying, this is the time where you need to get this book and, you know, get in touch with your roadblocks, figure out what they are. The book will take you through this process and show you how to overcome them. Because while there's tremendous adversity, there's all, we want to be able to help people turn it into advantage. And that's what happens when you start taking this asking journey. What if in 2024, you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with my sponsor, Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. It sounds like the underlying kind of foundation of all of these, uh, you know, these arenas here is a lack of self-awareness, maybe. Again, it just feels like if we know more about ourselves, these things might be a little less difficult for us. Are there questions we can ask to have more of that awareness, to identify our destiny, to be more confident in just who we are and how we approach things? 100%. That's what we said is you got to ask yourself, ask others and ask God. And when I was bankrupt and upside down, as I said in my story, I started reading self-help action books. I started listening to audio tapes and I thought, wow, I have all these self-limiting beliefs. And I didn't know that I was unaware. I thought, well, I'm educated. I've got a couple of degrees here and I'm supposed to be super smart. Just the opposite. You find out how little you know and how unworldly and unsophisticated you are. 
and everyone needs to grow in self-awareness. And while we're in this cocoon, it is the best time to take a copy of our book, Ask. And what we're discovering, Jeff, which is astounding to us, is that most of the people that get one are going to Amazon and are getting two, one for themselves and one for whoever that important person is in their life, a spouse, a business partner, a mastermind partner, a church or temple partner. And they're going through every question in the book and their self-awareness. They're writing us these exorbitantly long letters and calling and saying, wow, I didn't know I didn't know so much because, you know, most of us get sucked into believing that in, in college, because I got to be with Bucky Fuller, I was sophomoric. I, was, I had a four point and all of a sudden I hear a guy who's got brilliance and wisdom and is eclectically insightful and philosophical and all that. And I thought, holy cow, I'm not bright at all. So I had to go hang with Bucky. And most of us don't have that self-awareness. I mean, I came out of a little city with immigrant parents from Denmark and they're wonderful. They're smart, but they weren't well-educated because it wasn't available back in the old days. And what I'm saying is everybody's got to grow in self-awareness. Everyone's got to read self-help action books like our book, Ask the Bridge from Your Dreams, Your Destiny, to open up a fuller, bigger, richer, grander life and move toward their destiny because our destiny is helping everybody else find their destiny in, in our book, Ask. So let's imagine that a listener today wants to know more about their own destiny. They're, they're trying to tap into more of their own self-awareness. How do they know like what kinds of questions to ask and at what intervals? Because I feel like you know, if you reach an obstacle and you might ask the wrong question, how do we know like how to approach a difficulty and ask the right question? Right. And for us, I mean, we teach that that really always starts with the ask yourself part, you know, to, to get that clarity, because asking yourself is that reflective journey. And so we say there are three critical phases to that, you know, and lots of questions that go under those phases. But the first phase, if you could think about it like this is, um, where am I now? Because there's no way you can move forward until you understand where you are at this given time, whether it's in a relationship, your career, whatever, sit down and start asking yourself that question. Where am I now? Am, am I happy with the way this is going? What am I missing? What do I need to look more deeply at? How could it be better? You know, and all these little sub questions that come under that sort of master question, where am I now? And the second critical phase, Jeff, is where do I want to be? It is stunning to us how few people take the time with themselves to figure that out, you know, and, and Mark and I start the, every day off with this hour of like prayer, meditation and asking these questions because we want to make sure we're on track. It's the only way that we can make sure we're on track because life just continues to happen and it comes at you and you need to be able to check in with yourself and do this self-reflection. So going back to the second phase where the first one is, where am I now? Where do I want to be in that phase? What we tell people is to start with your imagination. We are, you know, created in the creator's image and we are the only animal that has the ability to imagine anything, literally anything we want into existence, into existence. That is a powerful tool. It is the most powerful tool you have. And so we say when you're going to that phase of where do I want to be? Start with the nth degree of your greatest success, your greatest success in relationship, in health, in your life purpose, or in your career. And when you start from that place, you know, then you start asking the questions backwards. So from this perfect place of my greatest success, who am I talking to every day? Who are my clients? What are my services? What are my products? What do my clients love about me and my products? How am I serving 
you know, better than I've ever served before? You know, who do I talk to every day? And in that way, when you can literally start to engineer your perfect life backwards by approaching it that way. And then the final phase of that, so it's where am I now? Where do I want to be? The final phase of that critical questioning is uh, of asking yourself is what specific action do I need to take to get there? Because the action part is important. When you start asking these questions of yourselves, uh, you're going to get breakthroughs. You're going to start to see a solution. You're going to think of someone who might be able to help you. Well, now you need to take action on that. Someone will pop in your mind, go call them immediately. Take that action, write an action list because you're, your asking journey has to be put in action. We're in this physical material world. And that's the way we take these beautiful visions and answers and solutions and plans and put them into reality. You know, one of the things that I get frequently from this podcast, or I get questions from my audience, very similar to what you just mentioned here, which is someone will email me and ask, you know, what, how do I figure out my life destiny? How do I get there? I think one of the things you just mentioned was when you begin your day with an hour of prayer and meditation, it, it sounds like what you're saying is there's like, there's a daily habit or there's an integration into, this is a, like a system. We're going to ask these difficult questions on a recurring basis to address these issues. Is that how you're approaching when you ask questions? Is it a daily habit? Is it a kind of thing you do seasonally? Or like how often should we be like tapping into those difficulties to try to answer them? I'm going to put your two questions together, one about self-awareness and one about the frequency of asking. Both are brilliant questions. And, and we think it's got to be daily because daily you're evolving. Daily you're changing. Daily you're growing. And, and we've had more change, I think you'll agree, in the last eight months and in the last eight years. Right. I don't think you'll disagree with that. And if you do, I'll gladly argue or discuss it or or whatever you want. But what we're saying and ask is that if you don't know your destiny and right now we've got 30 million people that are either unemployed, underemployed or unhappily employed. We're saying, hey, look, ask God the third part of this thing. Ask yourself, go before you go to sleep tonight, 400 times before you lull yourself into sleep. Ask the same question. God, what's your destiny for me? God, what's your destiny for me? God, what's your destiny for me? And have a pen and pay at next to the bed and tell your sweet again, sweet again. I don't know if Mark and Chris are telling the truth, but they sure sound like they know something. I mean, they've written all those books and, <laughs> and done well, but I'm going to have this idea and it's going to blow into my mind at two 50 in the morning, in the middle of the night, I'm going to have to turn on the light. And, and they said, you got to write in detail what God's destiny is for you because you came in ploded into life with a destiny and, and you're too, everyone listening, you're too important not to fulfill your destiny. And if each of us individually fulfill our destiny, whether it's being the greatest mother, the greatest teacher, the whatever it is, there's something great and important for each and every one of us to do. And and um, who would ever predict coming out of nowhere and having parents that couldn't read, I'd become the world's best-selling author. I mean, that's pretty preposterous, Jeff, to assume that that could happen. But that's what I unveiled as my destiny. That's yeah, powerful stuff. And I think it, part of that process, or at least part of my own process, let's say, through a similar journey, is when asking other people or reaching out to others to kind of bring all of this kind of full circle. Because I know I'm pretty good at asking myself a lot of questions, but I know an area that I struggle with personally is like integrating whether it's mentors or other people to be involved in that. Like, how do we approach this idea of wanting to tackle our own personal bucket list or big goals while also having influence from other people who might be you know smarter or more in touch with? these things. 
Right. That is such a great question, Jeff. And, you know, we looked at all these studies in the book because people are afraid to ask. We're afraid to ask other people for things. Um, And we looked at the studies on that. And everyone going into the study kind of had the same feeling that if they ask someone for help, advice, information, or, you know, just assistance in doing something that they would be perceived as being stupid, ignorant, uninformed, or pushy and obnoxious. Well, the studies reveal just the opposite, that if you are willing to ask someone for those things, help, assistance, information, all those things, um, that you would have an 80% more likely chance of having your wish granted, having your request granted, than if you just sit back and think, oh, I'm just going to stumble onto this and someone's just going to help me. It's not going to happen. You have to be proactive in your asking of others. And, you know, people are actually very happy to help if they can. And what we teach people is that you have to get over the rejection piece because, and the fear of that, because truly as a transformational life coach, I teach people that what other people do is not about you. So when someone rejects you, while it feels, we're all a little bit narcissistic. We feel like, oh my gosh, that was all about me. They hate me. I'm just like, oh, I'm so, you know, all the things we tell ourselves but it really has nothing to do with you. People are doing the best they can from their own state of consciousness or their own state of mind that day. They might be dealing with something really, you know, intense or hairy or, you know, we don't know what what state of mind they're coming from. So when you ask someone and they're not able to grant your request, if don't personalize it. It is not about you. It has absolutely nothing to do but it has with you, but it has everything to do with them. So keep asking. Just go to the next person. And you may later on be able to go back to the same person. Or they might come back to you and say, Hey, that's happened to us. Hey, I am so sorry. I was so distracted by what was going on, but you guys asked me this and I wanted to come back to that. And it's really miraculous. When you ask people, the studies show that you really have nothing to lose. And the other thing. The other piece of those studies about asking people questions is that people who ask more questions of other people, whether it's in business relationships or personal relationship, those people are more likable. Those people um, come out of the situation being ranked as more likable um, because it really makes you a more interesting person. When you ask questions of other people, they feel flattered that you would ask them something. In some ways, you're honoring them by saying, you know, I respect you enough to ask you this question, ask you for your help, ask you for some information. So there are all of these things that feed into every reason we should not be afraid to ask. And interestingly enough, even in a dating study, um, it was found that people who were the best askers on a date were able to get a second date. More, more likely to get a second date than those who don't ask enough questions. So very interesting scientific data that shows us, look, it's time to ask. We need to get, as our friend Rita Davenport says, get your ask in gear. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the quote of the interview right there. I love that one. Fast forward to the end of 2024 and think about your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should check out my sponsor, Babbel. 
Finally achieve your new language goal in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, and studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel's convenient courses have helped me to learn real-life conversation skills in German, including ordering food and asking for directions, without having to rely on language apps while traveling. Now, here's a special limited-time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash 5am. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 5am, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 5am. Rules and restrictions may apply. You know, one thing I'm thinking about, too, is that I know as part of my own systems of being more productive is I have these review periods. So weekly review, monthly review, quarterly and annual. And in those systems for myself, I I ask myself a variety of questions at different intervals for different purposes. And I'm wondering from your perspective here with the kind of ask method, are there certain types of questions we should ask at different time periods? I mean, this interview is going live around the, the new year. Like, is there a set of questions to ask because it's a new year? Or should we be asking these kinds of questions just all the time? First of all, we think you ought to ask questions all the time. But you ought to ask yourself on an annual basis, what do I want to do annually? And then break it down into monthly and then weekly and then daily and then hourly parts. I'll agree with all that. I've been setting, doing goal setting and all that for my life. But let's talk about the major one. The most important request anyone's ever going to have, the biggest question you got to ask is what does my life mate look like? Because I wanted to have my ideal mate. So in the book, we said I correctly wrote down 267 things I wanted in a woman because most guys say I want a hot looking babe. And most women say I want a tall, dark, handsome man. (laughs) And if he's a millionaire, that'd even be better. Well, all that's interesting, but it's superficial and and long-term That's why we have 50% divorce. So I wrote down 267 things because I kept asking myself, what's the attributes? What are the characteristics? What are the values? Like we have to have exactly the same values because most people get married and they haven't got a clue what the other person's values are. So they're missing each other totally. And what are the spiritual values, political values, social values, material values? Because if one is, is, is a hoarder and one is a spendthrift and one is a taker and one's a giver, you're in lose-lose. But Crystal, when I met her, and, and that's a great story, which if we got time, I'd like to take just one minute and do. But the point is I wrote down 267 things for my ideal mate, hoping for a twin a soulmate. But what I really got was a higher iteration, and I called it twin flame. This is where you put two lit candles together in a flame that exponentially jumps four to eightfold. Do we have time for a quick answer? Oh, sure. Go for it. Crystal, tell them about how we uh, met. How we met? <laughs> well, um, I was uh, I had my coaching practice in Scottsdale, Arizona. And my mom, I was just recently divorced. And my mom called one day and said, um, you know, I just got this uh, email for Author 101 uh, event. And there'll be publishers and publicists. And Mark Victor Hansen will be there. And I was like, whoa, mom. Okay. And she, she goes, you've got to sign up. I said, when is it? And she goes, it's, it's the day after tomorrow. And I thought, oh, you know, mom, it's going to be sold out. No, no, just call. So I went ahead and called the promoter. And interestingly, within five minutes, Rick Frischman, the promoter himself called me back and said, no, Crystal, we're not sold out. We'd love to have you come on over. So I thought, geez, this thing has a life of its own. I guess I'm going to this event. 
Um, so a day and a half later, I find myself at this event, Mark's the keynote speaker, of course. And uh, I upgraded to the VIP room after, and there was like a, a reception. And I'm standing there talking to a speaking coach. The room's filled with people. Um, Mark's in the opposite corner, surrounded by an entourage of, of people. And uh, I wasn't even drinking. I'm like, I'm here. I'm all business. I'm not going to have any wine. I'm just going to, you know, sort of toot my horn about all the great things that are happening in my coaching practice. Cause I was getting amazing transformations with my clients, people who had been depressed their entire lives, you know, in, in five sessions were like sending me emails saying, I, I can't believe I'm completely depression free and I can wake up and just have a bad day. And it's just a bad day, nothing more, you know, so just all of those stories that I wanted to share. So I was there for serious business, but this woman standing next to me was talking. She's from South America. She was talking with her hands and she whacked a, a whole glass of red wine on my white pants. Mm. Mark must have been looking my way because he broke out of his crowd, comes you know racing over and says, oh, I'm so sorry. And he takes me by the hand and he goes, I think I know where the club soda is. And so he kind of dragged me out of the room. I was kind of drop, drop jawed. And uh, he you know, started asking me questions. You know, what do you do? I'd love to hear more about it. So I was explaining to him my practice and my clients and all the results we were getting. And he said, there's just something really interesting about you. And I'd love to hear more, but I'm starving. Would you like to go have dinner? Because it was 9.30 by then. I hadn't had dinner. So uh, I said, sure. He goes, but let's leave the property or I'll be surrounded by an entourage all, all night. So um, I ran upstairs. I said, I got to change out of these pants. And I called my mother and said, I need to be quick. I wanted to check on the kids. And uh, I said, you won't believe it. I'm going to dinner with Mark Victor Hansen. And she goes, I knew it, <laughs> which was interesting. <laughs> she seemed to have some kind of intuition about it. So so we get to this great restaurant, which I think you'll appreciate it because I'm Mr. Ask, right? I love to ask questions since I was nine years old. So we get there and there's like 50 people in line at the top restaurant in Hollywood. And I go, yikes, $100 bill won't get us in. So we just walk up innocently to the gatekeeper. And the gatekeeper looks at my wife-to-be, I didn't know that at the time, and says, you can see that she's got plucrotrudeness emanating out of every pore of the countenance of her being. And he says, okay, I give up. Who is she? Assuming she's a movie star or for sure a celebrity. And so asking questions, I said, you don't recognize her? Well, Jeff, his mind's not going on steroids through People Magazine Insta Vogue, and he can't figure it out who she is. He knows she's beautiful, but he can't figure out who she is. He says, okay, I give up. Who is she? Well, we're both of Danish descent. So I said, jokingly, she's the queen of Denmark. He said, no, she's not. Oh my gosh, she is. Hold on. Wait a second. Who are you? I said, who travels with the queen? Never telling him. He said, the king, hold on one second. I got a table for you. And and 50 people were <laughs> way before That's us. Crazy. And and like when we travel in China, talking to gargantuan audiences up until three years ago when China had a change of going from capitalism change back to guard. communism. You know, every time we did a talk, the, the promoters who paid us a lot to go uh, always wanted us to finish with that story because it's romantic and it's loving and it's tender. And, and the point is, you do need to ask. And we started asking each other questions that night at dinner and never have stopped asking questions all these many years together. That's a fascinating story. That's amazing. <laughs> I love I love the integration there of, of asking the right questions at the right time. You get the result you're looking for. Like that's, that's so powerful. I mean, obviously, this is an amazing book I want our listeners to get a hold of. Where can they get copies of it? Where can they learn more from both of you? Uh, you know, what, what, what should they know? Right. So you can get the book at Amazon.com. It really is the best place because, you know... Uh, 
stores are open and closed and just go to Amazon, best place to go. And then please join us for um, our book club. We'll send you an invitation. We'll be having this book club. Um, Go to askthebookclub.com and we'll invite you to that after you bought the the book. And uh, we just have this goal to really help everybody become a master asker in, you know, to start this decade off right and have a great year this year because it will make all the difference you can um, also, you know, find us on our social media. We love to like really connect with people. I love to answer messages um, because I really, I think connecting to people is so important. It's one of the things we're kind of missing right now. So you can find me at Crystal Dwyer Hansen, a little bit of a tongue twister. It's Crystal D-W-Y-E-R, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. And of course, Mark Victor Hansen on all of the, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, all of the above, LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, stay in touch with us, get the book. I, and also let us know what you think of the book. I, we love to get letters. Um, send us a note at our websites, markvictorhanson.com or crystalvisionlife.com. Um, because it, it's, it's important to us. We really want to help people become the best version of themselves this year. And the only way to do that is to ask the right question. It is really the best toolkit we can give to people right now. That's so true. I love it. Yeah, that's great stuff. This has been an amazing interview. You guys are, are, are an amazing power couple. I love talking to you. There's so much value to be extracted here. So obviously, listeners, you're listening right now. Get the book. This is great. Uh, so yeah, Mark and Crystal, thanks a lot. Jeff, it's been our great pleasure to be with you and have all the listening audiences. We ask you to become master askers. Thanks, Jeff. Love being here. And for that great action step this week, of course, go grab your copy of Ask, the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. Last week on the show, I spoke about asking the right questions to achieve your goals. And this book takes my thoughts even further with a foundation for achieving extraordinary things by asking the right questions of the right people at the right time. Now go to jeffsanders.com slash 375 for the show notes this week, including a link to the book Ask by Mark Victor Hansen and his wife, Crystal Dwyer Hansen. That's all I've got for you this week here on the show. Until next time, you have the power to change your life and the fun begins bright and early. Hey, it's Jeff Sanders, and I'm here to tell you about Greg McEwen and his amazing show, The Greg McEwen Podcast, part of the Yap Media Network. Want to achieve more by doing less, all while avoiding burnout? You can design a life that really matters with Greg McEwen, author of New York Times bestsellers, Effortless and Essentialism. His mission is to help you advocate and negotiate your way to remarkable results. Every Tuesday, Greg discusses one key topic he finds interesting and valuable through the lens of the essentialist. Every Thursday, he invites thought leaders, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and people like you for inspired weekly conversations focused on learning how to do what matters first and do less but better. His content will stir your thoughts and spark inspiration and action. And his British accents, well, that's just the cherry on top. Subscribe to the Greg McEwen podcast today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform.